Out fresh tonight as we record this on the College Football News Podcast are the college football playoff rankings following the regular season finales. Week 14, college football playoff rankings are out. And it's myself, Nick Shepkowski, and Pete Futek ready to break them down with you. Pete, what's going on? Well, apparently, if you're Utah, you're you're right on the precipice of being there, but you're not happy because you don't you still have no idea what's going to happen next. And to to launch right in, it's my problem with this whole college football playoff system is that you just don't know. It, it's like okay, you're in number five right now. Does that mean if you win that the college football playoff committee likes you? They don't seem to care that you haven't played anybody and beaten a CFP top twenty five team yet. Or does it mean that hey Utah, we're just going to dangle this out to you right here and if you somehow beat Oregon hey great and then we're just going to move up whatever Big 12 champion is because they're going to have a better uh, championship win than you're going to have. Well it's I think that's exactly the case that's being had there and it sucks if you're Utah and you can only play who's on your schedule I get that and they don't benefit whatsoever from BYU out of conference and BYU having a bad year but it's ultimately do games matter do who you play and who you beat matter and it might work against Utah in this case at the end of the day, but you can't tell me when you put the resumes next to each other that they don't outweigh what a figurative eye test between Oklahoma or Baylor and Utah ultimately would be for that. Yeah, the spot. problem with the whole eye test is, yeah, your eye test might look great if you're not playing great teams. So the eye test has to kind of be blown off. If you're if you're the college football playoff committee, you have to go by your own beliefs. So technically here, and this is what sucks for Utah, yeah, the, the Big 12 champion is going to have a better championship win than Utah is going to have, and they're both going to have those wins over Oklahoma State, which is still ranked in this thing. So uh, it's going to have a technically better resume than Utah's got. And so they're kind of pulling this jerky move by saying, hey, great, Utah, you've been great. We're going to put you here. And then yoink, they'll just yoink it right away at the very end, depending on how that Big 12 championship goes. Yeah, I think that's what it's setting up for, which I'm surprised by because four hours ago before the rankings came out, I didn't see it fall in that way whatsoever. I thought Baylor was going to have a world of work ahead of them. Instead, it almost feels like a win-and-you're-in type of situation for that Big 12 game after the way those rankings come out, at least to me. Uh, Elsewhere in these rankings, the takeaways, to me, Alabama falls to number 12. It's the lowest Alabama's ever been in the college football playoff era in terms of these rankings. And all of a sudden, what looked like, okay, headed to a New New Year's Six Bowl yet again, This Alabama team could be headed elsewhere and out of that New Year's Six picture, which seems just absurd if you would have told us that way back in August. And the crazy part about it is this is going to be the toughest team to handicap because this is the first time in the last five years that they're going to a meaningless bowl game. So they're going to finally get to deal with this whole world of losing players early to the NFL. You you could have at least 10 guys off this team decide, eh, thanks, I'm gone, and not be a part of this. So I, I know we dogged the college football playoff committee, but well done. You know, I, I'm happy that they saw this. There was no rationale or reason whatsoever for Alabama to be ahead of Auburn. 
uh, and they got that right. They, they the other ranking systems didn't. I, look at the strength of schedule. Alabama's number two according to the NCAA. Alabama's 98. Uh, or Auburn's got the wins over Oregon and Alabama. Alabama doesn't have a a win over a college football playoff top 25 team. So yeah, it was a great move by them. Now Penn State being ahead of Auburn, I don't know why this the committee loves Penn State as much as it does, but they seem to have a big love fest for them. Yeah, they do, and that's exactly to my next point. I don't understand who P.J. Fleck ticked off, who Minnesota's athletic director or whoever in the front offices at Minnesota ticked off because if, if I'm a Minnesota Golden Gophers fan, I am absolutely furious, and even though I'm not one, I'm telling every Minnesota fan right now, Go be furious and be upset because the Gophers got absolutely screwed in this set of ratings. They have no chance whatsoever now to go to a Rose Bowl, which would be their first appearance in that game since the 60s. It would mean a ton to that school. And, oh, yeah, at 10-2 and two with that win over Penn State. I can't say that loud enough. I can't put it in bold enough, big enough letters. The win they had over Penn State should put them ahead of a Penn State team that has the same win-loss record. Instead, they're eight spots back, and they'll be playing in some Joe Schmo Bowl instead of the granddaddy of them all. Penn State got way overloved early on with their win over Iowa, and for some reason, it got it stuck in the committee's head that that win over Iowa, the win over Michigan, good win as it was, they had to hang on for dear life, and I for I, I think they're getting way too much credit for not just getting annihilated by Ohio State. They got they got pushed around, they got pl- outplayed, and but yeah, they were kind of in it till the end. It's an okay Penn State team. The problem I'm having with this overall is that what happens if Wisconsin loses to Ohio State, you know, 45 to 10, which you could absolutely do. Then what you're doing is you're punishing Wisconsin for losing to Ohio State twice, for losing to another team, if you drop it behind Penn State. And if you put Penn State in the Rose Bowl over Wisconsin, now you're rewarding Penn State for just sitting watching this game on TV and not having to go uh, play this Ohio State team again. And Wisconsin gets hosed and they don't get to go to the Rose Bowl, which at the end of the day, I know it's fun, It's but they should be able to go to uh, Pasadena, which is nice. Otherwise, they get to go to uh, maybe the Outback Bowl. So not not too bad, but still, you want to go to the Rose Bowl at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's the part that I just think is an absolute joke, and it's it, it's maddening to see from afar. I guess a Midwest team, that's where we're both based here in the Midwest, but it, it's just, it's absurd to me. And when they went out and they said a couple of weeks ago, when we were on right afterwards and we recorded the podcast right afterwards, oh, head-to-head's one of the things we look at, but it doesn't ultimately determine it. So pretty much what we're being told from the College Football Playoff Committee in this sense is... Head-to-head matters in the in the SEC. Auburn being ranked ahead of Alabama, even though Auburn has more losses than Alabama. Head-to-head matters there, but when you look at Wisc or when you look at Minnesota and you look at Penn State in this, that game that they played against Iowa, both of those two teams, that outweighs anything that happened in uh, Minneapolis when the two actually met. It's absurd. Yeah, pretty it's much. And the problem is, there's no second win for Minnesota. I, I get the head-to-head component to this. I, at some point, you do have to kind of look at it. I'm not really making excuses here, but yes, Penn State did beat Iowa. They did beat uh, Michigan, so I sort of get that. Uh, and I get Minnesota being behind Penn State only because of that. But there's just 
where's the second win? There's just nothing there on the schedule that just says, hey, great job, Minnesota. It's They just they got there, they had their chance, they had the puck on their stick against Wisconsin, and they gacked. Yeah, you're right about that part of it. It's just, okay, you still finish with the same record and that whole win over the opponent in Penn State that uh, I think just gets devalued and completely thrown out the it's door. It's kind of harsh when you love I – mean, I, 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 to be fair, if I was 16th, and they put Minnesota behind an Iowa team it lost to. So that I kind of get. What stinks for uh, your Fighting Irish, for example, is you know they're playing really, really well right now, but there's that hard ceiling of Michigan, which they just can't get ranked over, and they just they couldn't get ranked this way. So there's no way for Notre Dame to have moved up at all to get even close to one of these New Year's Six games just because that loss to Michigan was just so big that there's just no room to say, even justify, yeah, you know what, they're playing well, let's put them ahead of the Wolverines this week. Yeah, it's hard for me to get upset about it because it's a strange college football year, but Notre Dame goes, they win their last five games of the season, they go unbeaten in November, and they move up all of two spots. It's strange, it's weird, it's like, oh yeah, maybe they deserve to go up more, but no, in my right mind, because of what happened on the field, they don't deserve to be ranked ahead of Michigan because they got their brains kicked in by Michigan because they lost that game to Michigan. The head-to-head mattered for it. So I, I don't have a problem with it as much as it might suck for the uh, the old beloved Fighting well, Irish for me. The thing that should be happening overall is that we need a system that allows for you to play your way in. And that's kind of the issue that I'm having right now with how this is set up is like, again, going to our, re- our previous conversation was that if you're Utah, if you're Oklahoma, if you're Baylor, this sucks. You're, you're, you're relying on judges. You're relying on a panel to decide if you li- if they like you or not. And it doesn't matter what you do if Georgia beats LSU because then it's Georgia, LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State. So it, it, it sort of stinks that we're going to this last weekend where, oh, maybe maybe they'll like us. And maybe let's see what they're going to have to do to, to really ramp it up and, and be good enough to, to, to have the committee like them because it should be just a simple six-team playoff where these, these conference championships become quarterfinals and you win and you get in and you have that one wild card for the top group of five team. You figure out some provision for Notre Dame some way. And there, there you go. The next week we have the college football playoff first round and then everything else normal because right now again it stinks that you're saying gosh we hope that they like us and you don't even know really what the criteria is if you're Utah do you have to win by 24 do you have to win by 50 can you just beat Oregon you don't really know what you have to do that's Pete Futek I'm Nick Shepkowski it's the college football news podcast be listening all week long we're going to have episodes for you breaking down the Big Ten championship game the SEC title game Big 12 Pac-12 ACC All the other conferences as well will have it all for you, so be sure to check out the College Football News Podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Share it with a friend. We'll have all of your conference title games broken down in full detail for you. For Pete Futek, I'm Nick Shepkowski. Keep on listening to the College Football News Podcast with plenty to come this week.